Okay, hi there, and welcome to the third podcast where we're going to drill down slightly more into specifics. Um, and I'm Mary Rose, and and I'm Paul. Indeed. So, any of you that have listened to podcast one and two will realise that um, we've had a bit of a change around. Uh, Mary Rose opened up today. I did. There, uh, because actually she is going to be uh, leading this one today, uh, telling us all about why we are in the midst of a, an uh, obesity and heart disease epidemic. And yes. I, when I was making my notes, I just realised I called it why traditional diets don't work. Is that... Yes, and I think that's it. Why traditional diets don't work. That's very good. That's very simple. And and, and everyone must have heard of people who've been yo-yoing, as the expression goes. They, they, they put on a few pounds, then they decide to go on a diet. They lose a few pounds, maybe a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually all those pounds return um, because the diet's not sustainable in mm-hmm. the long term because you are just starving yourself. Yes, right. So I'm going to play qu- quite easily probably. The game um, show host? Not a game show host, no. That was probably my game show host voice though, yes, wasn't it? It? Was. it was, yes. So I'm going to play um, your average punter who's living on a, on a sad diet, the standard American diet. And I'm going to ask Mary Rose why lots of the things that the government and various other health bodies have told me over the years probably aren't true. Yeah, and I'll try and give a bit of a history of it all so it's not just sounds like me, me talking bollocks. Yes, good. Okay, right. So first thing, I suppose the big, big thing is that up to a few years ago, everything was geared up around low-fat, high-carb. If you're going to be healthy... You've got to be on a low-fat, high-carb diet. Yeah, well, I think you have to remember that it still is, just because you and I have oh. stepped out of that paradigm. You know, you go to any supermarket, any shop. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so are the guidelines still the same? So if you were to go on a government website... Uh, they've, they've made a small shift, very small shift, because there is just so much evidence against such a low fat diet that they've had to rein that back a bit so yes you've not given me permission to to branch off onto this so do you think there's any tie up between low fat and some of these dementia type diseases because me mum obviously died of dementia and we've known several old people with it uh yeah and I believe that long time ago did I not before we'd even However, that's probably another program or another podcast. Right. So go on then. So tell me why I shouldn't be on me me low fat diet. Mm, That's a that's a something more specific. Something more specific. Okay. Uh, Well, maybe we turn it the other way round and say we live on uh, in in a high fat world, uh, and and the fats that we eat are definitely. hard fats so it's it's the fact that you get around animal in your animal meat and it, and it's lots of other hard fats like your coconut oils and things and butter mm-hmm. so t- tell me why you know what, what why why is that good for me uh, but it, because but, well for us specifically I, I you see that's the trouble is that generalizing for the whole population is impossible but for us specifically because ah. we have a low carb diet we are getting our energy from that fat. 
Okay, so that's another one of the mm. myths is that you know you have to eat carbs for energy. Yeah. So do you? No. Um, your body needs a certain amount, and at any one time though there can only ever be a, ta- a teaspoon, five grams. Yes, I think it is of oh. sugar circulating in your bloodstream, and oh. at, at which point, if there's any more than that, you get the insulin coming in, and so that's that's. But that again is a different debate. Okay. Should we start with calories in versus calories out? Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so all, all of this, is, if you go to any of your um, prescribed ABC of diet people to lose weight, you're, um, that is, that's, their, that's their premise. As long as you can reduce your calories, you will lose weight. And to an extent, that is absolutely true. But what you're assuming at that point is that all calories are created equal. Right. I think you've moved on to something else now. Have I? Yeah, well, you started off with calories in equals calories out. Yeah. And, and, and I would suggest that what happens with that is, is your body realises that it's, it's not being fed properly and it slowly gets slower and slower. Yeah, but if you were going like, to reduce your calories by, say, 40 calories a day, your body isn't going to notice that particularly, at no. which point... You might lose some you weight. You might lose some weight, yeah. And so, and and to your point, then, if you're going to hugely reduce your calories, you will lose weight. But yes. eventually, your metabolism will work out what what you're doing. And in order to keep some kind of what it what it believes to be homeostasis, it will slow down. Your metabolism will slow down, and it will learn to live off those calories. But, yeah. but the, the, the other thing is that as soon as you then increase your calories again, because nobody, I don't, I really, there are very, very few people that are going to stay on a calorie control diet. As soon as you increase your calories again, your body will put on weight for fear of it being restricted again. So it will think that it's in, so it will go into famine mode and it will store the excess calories yes. even quicker than it would have done before. And I think this is a, this is a good point. So you restrict your calories... Your body thinks it's in this famine mode. Mm-hmm. It, it it lives with it and it slows your metabolism down and everything else whilst you're on this diet. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and actually there is a there is a flip side to this. So you might feel better because mm-hmm. you've stopped eating quite so much. You've mm-hmm. given your body a bit of a rest. It mm-hmm. might just for a little time mm-hmm. you actually be quite happy with that, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the longer term of weeks and months, it'll go into famine mode. But then as soon as you come off your calorie restriction and start eating again, it'll think, aha, it's a time of plenty. Mm-hmm. We need to lay down stores of... we never know when that next... Of fat, because we don't know when the next famine's yep. coming around the corner, because you've told it that you live in an environment with potential for famine. Yep. And, and obviously, the more times you do it, the more it reinforces this. And so it's laying down extra fat mm-hmm. for the next famine, because mm-hmm. it's expecting one. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the way... You have to try and get around this. This is me talking now, and you should be talking, I know. But the, the way you get around this is to persuade your body that you're in a time of plenty. Yes. There's no need to worry. And so there's no need to store excess fat or to be worried about the next famine because everything's great. You're getting high nutri- highly nutritious food regularly, albeit it doesn't have to be seven times a day, but you're getting it regularly. And you, you are healthy yeah. and your body's in a good state and it's not looking for the next family. Yeah, and often it's, so if someone's going to come to me wanting weight loss, it's the first hurdle they have to get over is that they might actually, to start with, bloat, bloat, put on a bit of weight 
Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Because your body will, if you start to eat well and you eat good quality yeah. food, you will your body will be looking for lots of the things it's yeah. probably been missing yeah. and it will do some rebuilding yeah. before it decides to settle itself yeah. down at perhaps at a yeah. at a much lower weight because yeah. it's 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 happier with that's the situation. Difficult, that's difficult for that's a very lot difficult of and, and it, psychologically it's that's very difficult. and psychologically that's why these things work because yeah. we're we're geared up for a an instant a, reward. An instant a, a an instant reward and B somebody telling you what to do because that's like survival wise if, if if you've got a solution that's yep. going to be better so if somebody says you come along here i'm going to tell you what to eat yes um you can eat anything here as long as it's under 99 calories or whatever it is and you'll be fine rather than uh just avoid it's not even avoid. no it's it? not it's not it's just, so what we've come to and this is probably a good time to, uh, to to sort of apologize for some of the errors and ours so far is this is a really difficult topic to get into from mm. scratch isn't it mm. because it's it's so so different looking mm. at the at our way of life and mm. and plentiful eating as a way of re of removing fat from your body it's most extraordinary yeah and it's so extraordinary that it's very very difficult for yeah. people to yeah. to take it and, and so, so I've got a little anecdote from this week okay. of two people that have it appears have, have taken to a, a keto diet and it's the word diet that worries me slightly because mm. they, they they feel I think that restriction yeah. and not doing things is what keto and what healthy living is about and I think what we, the message we're going to try and get across today is that you just swap things you swap out some of the the, the, the industrial mm. seed oils and things and calories mm. that don't do your body so much good, if, if any good at all, mm. and you're swapping them for the really, we would say, natural caveman type stuff mm -hmm. that will do your body good, is very, very satiating, so you don't need to be hungry. But it's such a big shift, and it's yeah. and it's so different from everything that we've been brought up because we are sort of yeah. second generation now. It's, you know, yeah. Our mother was, was taking the low-fat yogurt, and and the low this and the low fat everything else and, and we've just inherited yeah. all that that knowledge and that with that life in the kitchen well yeah so if you look at the history of it it's it is absolutely fascinating and it's no surprise actually that we're where we are now so calories as a form of measurement were established in the 1920s like people started to want to wear um women wanted to wear more uh, body hugging clothes and uh, there was this whole this is where this this skinny women idea came from and so and, and at the same time scientifically they were looking for for how to measure your food uh, so they came up with these calories and it, yeah so it's been well where are we now it's been a hundred years in the making where we are now yeah. Um, and it's been an easy to believe progression. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we are still trying to, uh, to, to tell people that they need to, that well, life as they know it isn't right. And whether it's yeah. your calories in, calories out, or whether, you know, you're saying about this, this history of how, calorie measurement has come so about. So calorie measurement, yeah. Okay, so it, it completely disregards what would happen what happens to food in your body. So in a lab, they 
they used to. I don't think they even bother to do it anymore. They used to take a food, put it, in a, put it in a sealed container, surrounded by water, burn that food, and measure use the, 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 heat the, the heat of the, the water yeah. is the calorie. And so, and then at that point, it was discovered that per gram, fat has got nine calories, protein and carbs have four. You don't mean... Uh, you, I think you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do, do mean nine. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. Um, and so instantly, if you were going to lose weight, in people's minds, you stopped eating as many as, as much fat because you were reducing your calories. That was it. It was that simple. Um, and uh, this sort of about 20 years later, this is when all the insurance stuff started in the States. And they came out with desirable weights for people. And so if you're in that desirable weight your insurance was less. And this is this BMI or is this something no, even BMI, older than that? No, BMI, this is even older. So BMI oh. was started in the 1990s. It's quite a new oh, right, thing. It is. Well, that, that's okay. what I've got here. That might be wrong. But it, it is quite yeah, a new thing. it probably is new, yeah. Um, and it was just the desirable weight the insurance companies came up with. It was it's nothing, no... But, we, you know, we've just been watching the, the World Cup go on England. Yes. Um, and, uh, and and you, you know you look look at your standard prop or whatever he's never going to fit into no. that BMI no. sort of but, but, one size I mean, fits all. Yeah, and and they've worked it out because if you look at rugby players twenty years ago to now, what used to be like an uh, an overweight well, he, forward yeah. with muscle is now just muscle. I mean yeah. you know they are like uh, the yeah. bulldogs of yeah. the event. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Okay, so there's lots of things that don't quite add up no and and so sorry back to where we were rugby <laughs> the uh, the whole industry then sort of started to look at fat as as uh, the the uh, the devil the devil the demon yeah demon in, whatever in the it is because because of this calorie thing that's where it all started right um and then in uh, in this yeah so i suppose by the 60s that everybody was looking at fat and and sugar was just taken away nobody get nobody even looked at it and what you have to bear in mind through all of this is that when they came up with the USDA the agricultural department not only already you've got this juxtaposition because not only is it in charge of uh, the farmers looking after the farmers and agriculture it's also in charge of what we're going to what the Americans are going to eat ah so they had to put in both camps yeah right so they had to please both of these well I sort of vaguely remember something about Nixon and trying to keep the grain farmers exactly. happy and uh, everything corn. else. Yeah. And that's where the yeah. corn syrup yeah. came from. And that's why I urge you, if you want to look into the politics of it all, to read Nina Teichelt's book. Um, so are you going to put some notes on your well, I can, podcast? I can, yeah, okay. Well, so try. You put a, you'll try and put a link to that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, because because that will that that's you know basic that is facts about how the yeah. the my plate or we call it my plate they have the food pyramid what how that how it came into existence and why we've got what we've got yes and it's obviously a lot of politics involved yeah. okay so we look around the world we look at all the obesity we look at all the the illness the unhappiness the fact that your kids are going to not live as long as you do i think in certain parts of the world now and and so the whole test, the test of the seven billion people in the world, mm. has has proved that the this diet, this recommended diet, assuming that we're all have been vaguely following it, and certainly the well, food yes, in it's the shops, ingrained in us, isn't it? Yeah, it's ingrained. Very ingrained. good. Oh yes. 
So, not intended, but quite a good one. Yes, it's very good. So ingrained in us is 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 probably uh, not the right and healthiest mm. way of living. And and um, if you look at the research around it, there is no. So, and then oh, so in the seventies and eighties and into the nineties, we then got this scenario where we we there was an assumption that fat was bad. Yes, that was a, that was a starting it, but point. But it was an assumption. So, ah. so even on the like, so you know, let's take Ansel Keys and his seven countries study. We all he love. actually he actually studied about thirty countries and chose cherry picked the ones that suited his Mediterranean diet. And his Mediterranean diet is different to the one you know. I mean, it's not even what they eat. But but this is the this is the the one that he came up with. And and his hypothesis is still a hypothesis. Nobody's really proved it. Um, and then it all got conflated with heart disease. So, you know, we're, all, we're talking about assumptions. Uh, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing firm here at all when you look at it all. No, but it's like a lot of things in life and, and it still happens these days, even quicker, I think, with the whole Facebook and Instagram thing, is that something will... Yes, something will gather, a, you know, some momentum. Yeah. And suddenly, yeah. it's in. You know, there's an opinion out there, and then that opinion becomes fact, and then we start to but change we, our view ignore, of the world. I mean, you know, everybody that's done any kind of science at school, correlation doesn't equal causation, and all of these things are correlations. Yeah. And and the trouble with them is, is that they're very, very ob that they appear to be very, very obvious. If you eat saturated fat yeah saturated fat cholesterol is found in the plaque when you have a heart attack coronary heart disease yeah. therefore saturated fat must be the bad guy yeah that is not true do you want me to explain yeah go and explain so that. so very very is, simply this, this is, is what we believe okay, uh, okay. So what happens is the epithelial layer of your arteries becomes damaged. Okay, anything can do that. Time. Uh, so this is the inside lining, is it? The, the, the outside, well, yes, I suppose. <laughs> the outer lining of the inside of your artery. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Um, and the cholesterol is like the body's sticking plaster. This is very, very simplistic. Okay, it's a body's sticking plaster. So yeah. if you have any damage, cholesterol ldl which could it which at that point is like fluffy light fluffy yep. ldl will give put a protective layer over that so it'll go to that area yep. and it will stick to the side of your yep. artery and uh, what in order well it will just it, no, oh. it will just a, a layer so that underneath oh, okay. can heal all oh, right okay but what happens is oxidative stress so those so ox you know all of the the crap comes by and the those particles become oxidized and then they become tiny this is the this is why everyone thinks the ldl is so bad that's what they find the ldl the tiny oxidated ldl particles right oxidized language um and so and that forms the plaque so it's like it you know that that's what that's why it's there it was yep. trying to do good but because of everything else around it yeah it it became ba bad she says so, so so your body has, has tried to help with the damage to your arteries it sent the ldl in 
the LDL has been doing its best, but yeah. everything else that's coming by in your blood has mm -hmm. oxidized it. Mm -hmm. It's gone Oxidate small and hard. Stress, yeah. Another layer, presumably, comes right, along. Right, but yeah, it just carries on and carries on. And yeah, and so you get layer and layer, it and, and eventually it flow. blocks off your arteries. I, yeah. I seem to remember that, reading somewhere or hearing somewhere, that you can have 80% blockage before you'll keel over. Oh, you, right, you'll okay. still manage to okay. trundle along in, a, in a, probably a very sedate existence. And then once you go past that sort of level, yeah. which obviously there's not much left, that's when you're likely to suffer with your yeah. your major event. You can have your stroke or your heart yeah. attack or whatever. Yeah. So there's a long, long process of building up this plaque. Yeah. So in our in our so our theory therefore would be that mm. if we're not eating the crap that gives oxidative damage inflammation in the first place. It's the inflammation, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's, that's your it's it's eating saturated fat, having high cholesterol isn't an issue. No. But there again is a danger because uh, if you have if you're eating a mixture high fat and high carb yeah that's bad news so but I did you know fascinating fact because people are always surprised by this one and it might set minds thinking if you were to stop eating cholesterol if you were to stop eating saturated fat today your body would produce the cholesterol. It is a your liver would produce it. It is a necessary part of your being. Right. Okay. Going back then, with our cholesterol on board, I like the analogy that it's more like the washing up liquid. Yeah. But that's there's lots of different uses for cholesterol, yeah. isn't there? So there's the sticking yeah. plaster. There's the washing up liquid that's going to gather up all all the all the baddie yeah. bits yeah. and so on. Baddie so, bits. Well, I was going to say crap. But okay. I, I settled <laughs> I on baddie bits. Better than fat. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably was. Okay, so we come back, to, I think, to why are we inflamed in the first place, and this is where we set off down the types of food that we're eating, yeah. and our view, and it, it, yeah. it, it can only be yeah, yeah, our yeah. view, I think, at the moment, yeah. of why you get damage to your arteries, why you're inflamed, and why you're in a generally a bad state of health. Excess carbohydrates in whatever form. So I'll show my clients um, a bowl of porridge, a bowl of sweets, um, and they are always. I haven't met one person yet that that isn't will say, "Oh, they're the same." But at the end of at the end of the digestive process, you still put those carbohydrates into your body. You still, whether it's in the form of the high fiber low GI porridge or the instant sugar hit of the sweets you still thank you Mr Cuckoo you've still got the same amount uh, you know you the, the same amount of insulin has been produced yes. just and, maybe slower yep and so we're, we you know we're now touching on insulin and and the way that our bodies yeah. have to deal mm -hmm. with carbohydrates yeah. And, and that's very, very different from the way yeah. that we deal with fats. Yeah. And so I think that's that's the big difference, is, is this B insulin, the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the oxidative stress that you're causing and the goes back to the two, our, our picture of the wood burning that we talked about yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, and this is all leading into why you've got damage to your arteries. Yeah. Okay, so we're still trying to sort of 
pick up on that. It gets, yeah, because, it gets the, more because and more the, complicated. the dirty fuel has to, you know, it's circulated. You know, if you can imagine that smoke then. Yeah, so the go back to the oxidative the, stuff. The campfire is brilliant, isn't it? Okay, so so, you've so, got, so if you've got carbo- carbohydrates, then you've got it's... got a dirty little campfire producing lots of smoke and you're constantly feeding it little bits of stick and whatever it is. Yeah, so that's the little that's bits of sh- stick. Yeah, so that's your carbohydrate. And it's dirty burning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then... But that's another podcast we could do about ATP and how the difference between a cellular level and even more than yeah. cellular this, level. This, yeah. this is even yeah. more complicated. So yeah. we, we, we've now got the, the image of the campfire where you're continually feeding on the little sticks and you've got a lot of smoke coming off and that's that's got eating. Inflammation, oxidative damage. And using the carbohydrates yeah. and you've got the damage. Yeah. So now we look at fat. Of course not. Mm, don't look at Christmas. We look yes, at... we do. We're to the, the Yule log, darling. I know. So you, you've now got this big, red burning, slow burning Yule log on the fire. Mm-hmm. That's what the fat. So the fat mm-hmm. behaves in your body. Mm-hmm. It lasts for a lot, lot longer. Yeah. It's more satiating, yeah. and and it burns cleanly. Yeah. And that's the important part, isn't it? Yeah. If, if if you want to burn things cleanly, it's got to be your fats. Yeah. And that is possibly maybe the most important message of all this is, is if you if you're going to if you're going to stop damage to yourself you're going to stop the inflammation you're going to stop yourself being uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, it's generally under par mm-hmm. it comes back to the fuel you've got to be burning the right fuel and mm-hmm. everything will start to fall yep. into place yep but I, but I know I'm biased on this, well, and no, I know no, people I, find it difficult to. Yeah, but of course, I don't think it's a bias. Is this a very? It's it's very hard to believe. It is very hard to believe unless yeah. you've experienced it. Uh, but the point, going back to to. You know, we're in this obesity, heart disease crisis, is that if if you could, re-educate, if you could. Get people to understand this, and more people tried it, more people succeeded there would be the momentum would build well this comes back to my whole thing these days is is with the internet and with your phones and everything else yes these things will build they they will but then on the other side of that so does the air quotes again fake news so you have to be really careful yeah you have to look you have to look for yourself critical thinking yes and actually so we're off to a conference aren't we in a month's time no less than about three weeks three weeks up to london uh, and and one of the things i'm looking really looking forward to is to be in an environment of like-minded people yeah because just at the moment uh we are thin on the ground yeah we're very thin on the ground i i, I do think there's a there's a change afoot there's there's a lot more mention of keto it worries me that mm-hmm. it's the wrong keto and it's not keto as, as we so would want to no, recommend So because okay so that's probably a, you can be dirty keto just like you can be dirty vegan dirty and, so and even I, the vegan even vegans now will sort of are becoming increasingly aware of this and prefer to to call themselves whole food plant-based all ah, right rather than vegan because you know we were um camden lock and there were like there was actually a cafe called the dirty vegan wasn't there because yeah. that's where you get your cakes and that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah. so but carrot vegan, cake and so everything that's else fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine so this so what i was leading on to um, is the fact that people will now be jumping on veganism and ketoism, yep. if that's a word, yep. and they'll be trying to sell products. 
And so, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, you, you can get sachets of ketones, which yeah. obviously goes with the keto. And uh, you can get, uh, you know, bars that now claim to be keto bars. Yeah, you well, the, all sorts of things. I think that's and, a, but, but that, again, that's appealing to this, you know, when you go on these calorie controlled diets, it's appealing to that. You can eat this, it's 99 calories and someone's done all the work for you. Ah, well, there we go. So th- this is it. So it, people, A, probably don't understand exactly because you can we've we've been several years arriving at this point and we don't well, really I, I, understand I, it all no i i've actually studied it properly well, you've studied it for many yeah. years and because it's such a changing thing and b I need to get b in okay. before i forget and i think i've forgotten what b is now <laughs> uh and, and b you need that convenience people yes. have been persuaded that's another thing people have been persuaded that they lead a busy life yeah and they haven't got time to do proper cooking proper anything else no. um, and and so in order to try and allow them in their minds to have enough time to do the keto or enough time to do but whatever I it is I don't understand that because what they're well we don't understand it because you cook like all, every day and we're just in the swing of it I cook every day long. when I'm away I mean, you know, I'm no I don't think home. it takes long yeah, yeah I, I, I eat the kids 15 minutes yeah easily I, but See, I think it's a bit like the low-fat thing. Is we've been persuaded that we need ready meals yeah. and we need things like it's going to take pizzas in the yeah. oven and stuff yeah. because they're very, very convenient and they are convenient. But if you take Bert, for instance, so our very nearly twenty-one-year-old, yeah, is never went down that route. No, but and, I, but and so he looks at it like you do. I don't tend to do it. I think because I've had to do it for the family. But you, you and Bert look on it as a kind of a peaceful time, a time of like a transition almost from coming in from work, taking the quarter of an hour, 20 minutes it is, whatever it is to prepare the food. Yeah, before you eat it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and I think it's a very natural thing. I'm convinced yeah. it is. You, you used to be in, yeah. in front of the campfire. At least we don't have to. Yes, but what, I, what I mean is it's like. It becomes part of the routine. Yeah. It's got to be part of the routine. Yes, so for me, but, it, it's, but it's but 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 you, it's a it's a good part of the routine. It is a good it's part. It's not a stress no, or no. a hassle. No, no. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I think I don't. And and you know, but what? But invested in a slow cooker. Yes. So what is what is the difference in putting stuff in there in less than five minutes of a morning? Yeah, and then no. having that when you come home to to opening a packet and putting it in the oven for twenty minutes, minutes or whatever, or whatever. it is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So, I think I think we've persuaded ourselves that these are convenience foods, and actual real food isn't convenient. So that's another point now. Then is um, and I was just thinking of the convenience food. Is they they tend to make it can ha- it can be very high salt. I think they try and make it tasty. They try. Well, they, they've replaced. That's the other. What they've done is replaced the fat with sugar. Yeah. And so you're just headed down the road for but, but, so many problems. But what I was going to say is oh, it sorry. appears to be very tasty, and 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 they're very good at making flavors and dishes and textures that we like. Yep. They are absolutely expert at it, and yep. that's what they do all day is yep. to try and make the next winner. Yeah. Whereas if you're starting to cook for yourself. You, you have to come at it with a bit of a learning curve and you have to sort of experiment and find the things that you like. But at the end of the day, you don't need to look upon our way of life as losing out on, mm. I can't eat this and I can't eat that and I can't eat this and so on. I think you have to look at mm. it as 
I can eat all these delicious things and for me to, obviously I'm a, a, a very much a meat lover uh, as I'm very much a sort of carnivore boy and, yeah. and I like me veg and it's absolutely no problem to me no. to be eating well, all of those I think, I, nice yeah. things and not even considering you know things like cake and that I just completely lost yeah, my appetite I th- I think for you, it. I think that I think that that's a is that a time prob- thing? Well, you're probably worse than me at that because I see a lot more people that aren't in that space yet. Oh right. So I so I kind of understand, and you have to you have to find something that you would find hard to give up, and then imagine what that would be like. Yes, right. but it's not even the giving up of it. It's, it's, it's but it, but it is. That's how the, that's how your mindset is before you've oh, done it. Okay. So for us, it doesn't feel like giving anything up because we really enjoy the food that we eat. It's not nothing. It's not a problem for us. But what I was trying to encourage was a view of look at all these great things I can yes, eat. Yes, but, but but it's still not but, that easy. Okay, fine. no. Right. So if you're if you're really wanting, if you cannot envisage your life without that piece of toast in it. Oh yes. <laughs> but that is for a lot of people. That is that is where they're at, and so it is giving up stuff. Yeah, it's okay. not for us, and we've yeah. been doing it for so many years that it's not even it doesn't even occur to us that not having toast in the morning would be a problem ah coffee there we go oh coffee's not a good one no there you go i do like my coffee yeah so if somebody was to come out with some really valid proven research research that that coffee in the morning was actually you know because for you and i we've gone beyond the needing to to diet for weight or whatever else it is we're yeah. all about longevity so if someone was to come out with a piece of research that said for definite that coffee that you're having in the morning is shortening your life yeah i would give it up you would give it up would it be easy no right so when you're i know pontificated but i would have to find something that i could enjoy the same and that would be my challenge is not to look upon it oh dear i can't have coffee I'd have yeah. to find some other, you know, I drink a lot of peppermint tea. I drink a lot of fruit tea. I'd, I'd probably try and find something that's, you know, maybe it would be a mushroom Delicious blend chicory, yeah. <laughs> or, or something. You know, I, the, the, the mushrooms seem to play havoc with me. So I've given them up for a while. I might try again in a minute. Mm. But the, 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 the challenge would be to find something that is out there, yeah. does suit your body, yeah. isn't going to kill you. Yeah. And you just got to, you got to be prepared to go and find it. But we live it. in a society where we're so used to being told and given instruction. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, you have to be very, very understanding. Yep. This is why these 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 calorie restriction things work so well. Yeah. Why why they're making so much money is because you you're given a piece of paper or a booklet or whatever it is. And you can take it off. And you can take it off and you can go to the supermarket and you can find that food. Yeah. And it's done. Relatively simple. And you know, you buy your ninety-nine calorie bar, and you know, you've got your, you still got your treat, mm. but it's under ninety-nine calories, so that's fine. Don't start on that. <laughs> so. So again, we come back to that whole thing of calories and the, the the fact that those calories, you know, when you, how can they possibly be doing the same thing in your body as ninety-nine calories worth of? Eggs. Meat or eggs or whatever eggs. it is. Okay, eggs. Eggs is a so, very neutral one, isn't it? Because I think we all associate eggs with being healthy. We do now. We didn't five years ago. Well, that's true. Yeah, we certainly didn't when Edwina Curry was around <laughs> with all the salmonella. But anyway, that's another a different story. Issue. It, it, so it, 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 it just, I just, I get really upset, and people accuse me of being angry. But it's how, how can that food, that 
kind of be equated that to something. chemically produced yep. food yep. be doing you anything other than harm yeah but it's okay because it's 99 calories and it's you know it's breakfast bars breakfast bars everywhere i mean it's just it's just sugar you give it different names and then well it's probably sugar it's probably some flour and it's probably some industrial seed oil yeah all of which yeah. are really it's not the on triad a, of doom triad of doom very good right so the last thing i was going to sort of say okay. on this is just how different we both we all are and and for yeah. us it's come home in the last few weeks so you can't enjoy tomatoes at all oh, no. they're uh, they're absolutely no good to you and no. they react with you really no. badly yeah. and i've just Finishing off, I've just been over very sad that I think I've nearly got to the end of me tomatoes and me polytunnel for another year, but I've really enjoyed them and mm -hmm. I've probably eaten, I wouldn't Your say far weight. too many, but I, you know, I've eaten a lot of them. And yet you mm. can eat onions yep. and it's become more and more apparent over the last few weeks that I just can't eat nope. onions. They do not agree with me. Well, they don't agree and, with the rest of us either, do and they? When you you eat all them. have a share of them, yeah. yes, later on. But it's those are almost staple foods and so you know you look at them they're all natural you know you, i've grown my own tomatoes I still mm -hmm. you still can't eat mm -hmm. them um it, it, you just have to work well, out so, for yeah, yourself you do and, and that's this where is what i was leading on to in, doesn't it so it's like so you don't go along abc diet abc you work out you have some basics you have the the basics that we have which is for us is low carb high fat mm -hmm medium protein yep um and then you experiment on yourself yep and you'll either feel good or you'll feel bad because all food will have a consequence yep. good or bad let's just repeat that because that's very my important. mantra all food will have a consequence good or bad thank you nothing is neutral i don't i don't you know it's like it's no i don't think anything is neutral no. we, we could go into fiber I mean, which is the latest yeah, that well, we'll do another that, one on we'll do one. another one yeah but even just assuming that water is neutral is ridiculous true yeah but you wouldn't that that's like <laughs> yeah so another but so so you know back to the point again is that we're in the middle of an epidemic of obesity and ill health ill health metabolic disease for want of a better word immune conditions all the rest of it autoimmune conditions because we have been given bad advice for a hundred years and we need to turn the tide and calories in versus calories out is obsolete in our world it just doesn't work yeah yeah that's fine yeah any other message because i think we are coming towards we, we're going to leave people with that one yeah. and and our whole discussion around trying to sort yourself out and taking the responsibility is probably the second message isn't it for yeah. today yeah well, it is to experiment it it, it, yeah. we've talked about n equals one yeah is to there's plenty of information out there now yeah. um once well, again check out my website you can check out your website <laughs> leading in nicely health and nutrition mary's mountford health and nutrition or mary's health and nutrition Oops. well the podcast is mary rose health and, and nutrition nutrition.co.uk don't forget for to the, tell your friends if website. anyone's listening and instagram you can follow me Mary Rose Health and Nutrition, um, but yeah, just don't don't take anything at face value. You know, you do have to think about these things if you want to be healthy. Yes, and I think even I've got used now to googling stuff if I want information, and just 
if you if you read something or if you see something yeah. just try and get in the habit of finding out a bit more so and i think all that rudeness about doing an ma in history and yet i can research well there had to be something useful it's taken you 25 years to come up with a, an answer to that but you appear to have got me there <laughs> yeah okay right so i think that's it Happy? Uh, yes, I just hope we've inspired people to be, to, yeah, to, and be, it, to be more questioning. Yeah, be more questioning. If you have any questions for us, if you um, email direct you. message me through Instagram. Oh, okay. Or yeah, you can email me, which is Mary Rose. That's hyphen hyphenated. Mary Rose Mountfoot. No. You are going to have to work out what all your Bear different with. addresses are, aren't you? Yeah. So don't. Be that's Ma Mary Rose hyphenated at. MaryRoseHealthAndNutrition.co.uk. Okay, that is got to be the only possible benefit of being called Mary Hyphen Rose, <laughs> is that there's very few of you on the internet. It's definitely even the now. only benefit taken from me. And so you're not Mary Rose seventy two anywhere, are you? No. You're the Mary Rose. All right. Thanks. You have to thank your mother for that next time you see her. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's been forty nine years coming. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think that's it. Yep. Very good. Bye, everyone. Bye.